0: sean hannity show more behind the scenes information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for america now jamie dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital he is the most connected man in washington dc back in our nation's capital after
1: being down there for marco rubio's announcement i looked for you in the room i looked all over the place i didn't see you why is that I was uh, over in the back. Uh, it took us a while. First, the Rubio people. It was uh, they're they're new to this. They didn't have a what we call a malt box, an audio mult uh, distribution box for the radio reporters. So we had to scrounge around for that. Yeah. I was over uh, in the back left, and, and you saw where I was because yeah, I, miss I saw it. you over there. Yeah. yeah, you saw me over there, but you didn't even come over and say, hey, Sean, how you doing? Uh, No, I didn't, because I was on the air live and doing a bunch of stuff and getting my stuff done. And so, yes, I'm sorry. You couldn't even say say hello. All right. Now, I want you to confirm for me
0: what I said happened, because you were there and you're an objective reporter and everybody knows that you tell the truth. So Marco does his speech. The room was packed. And yes. there was an overflow crowd outside of the building the the Freedom Tower where he gave the There were people outside, yeah. I don't yeah.
1: I, you know I think that a lot of them just showed up. It's not that they had tickets and couldn't get in or anything like that. Well I
0: think actually that there was an overflow and they couldn't okay. get in because they stopped right. letting people in. Anyway, so okay. and then Marco Rubio went outside in the Miami heat and shook hands with the people outside for a while and then he raced back in and, and did my interview. Yes. That's all I wanted to. That's I'm just. I'm pretty
1: sure that did. Because he was
0: sweating when he came back in. Why why is he sweating? Well, he only sweat for the first segment
1: because he went right back in. I would have to say I felt uh, like I had taken a bath by the time I left that building. It was very hot in there. I was so when I got off TV last night. Now I don't.
0: The 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 person that likes it the coldest in terms of studios is Shepard Smith.
1: I mean, it's like fifty degrees in there. Yeah, when, the AC was not really oh, on in that building. It was yesterday horrible when it started, and then if you put 1,200 people plus in there, it was yeah, horrible. It got a warm, yes. My shirt
0: was soaked when I finished my TV show. Absolutely, positively soaked, and that rarely happens to me. I I can do the show in any temperature. I'm not really a big sweater, you know. Um, but some people are, and and so they like the temperatures. If you go to like David Letterman's studio, it's freezing in there. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of Hillary news out there. Uh, this Chipotle thing is just hilarious to me. I mean, if you're running for office, you've been out on a lot of campaigns over the years, and you were there do not you
1: think you just shake hands and say hi? You know, did you walk up and say, hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, I'm running I, for I, president, I'd like your send vote? send your staff in there and say, hey, everybody, Hillary's here. I, I mean, something. I, I would think so, yeah. yeah. She comes in with the big glasses, with Huma and her big glasses. But I, who wears glasses like that unless you're Anna Wintour? I don't know anybody, and I saw, I saw somebody tweet something like, oh, she's a regular person. She goes into Chipotle, no. orders something, and leaves, and nobody talks to her. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about being a regular. Look,
0: I go to Chipotle all the time. My kids really like it, you know, and uh, I go in it, there. It did seem sort of odd, yeah. And I say hi to people if they recognize me. Say, hi, how are you? Very nice to meet you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I mean, she's running for president. She couldn't shake anybody's hand, walk, introduce herself, even even something as simple as that. I've
1: been in a fast food joint with Hannity one time when um, actually the people were, oh, they seemed a little more excited to see Ollie North. You remember that time we went in to get the chicken before we got on the plane to go back from Atlanta a number of years ago? Wait a minute. So- Ollie North was with us, and, he, and, and, and everybody pulled out their cell phones to take a picture of him, but we were all playing along and having a fun time.
0: And nobody wanted my picture. Is that what you're saying? Is that well, the story you're telling? I wouldn't go that far. Is that was, the story yeah. you're telling? <laughs> listen, I have no ego in this, Jamie. It means nothing to me. Uh, but I, w- I will tell you, Ollie and I used to do book signings together, and he's loved. He's a rock star. Oh, yeah, no, he's a
1: rock star, yeah. And absolutely.
0: Uh, and especially by the military. And he takes time, you know, on book signings. It's impossible to do a book signing with him because he doesn't shut up. He talks to everybody for hours. You want to talk to Ollie? It's like he'll stop the line, listen to your entire story, and then say, th- love you, appreciate you. Boom. Then the next part. You, you cannot finish your book signing with him. You know, I would hey, we love just to. Had,
1: go ahead. We just had news happen here. I just wanted to bring this in. Yeah, it's boom. now breaking on all the wires and everything like that. Uh, the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, just before we came on the air, mm. voted 19 to nothing to approve this new bipartisan bill on the Iran nuclear negotiations. I don't know if you want me to give a couple quick yeah, go emails ahead. on it. Basically, it does not require, Sean, an up or down vote on the nuclear deal itself. Instead, it, it reaffirms that the Congress has to act to lift any economic sanctions because those sanctions were imposed by the Congress on Iran and its regime so that they couldn't just be wiped away by the president. Uh, it would uh, mean a 30-day review by lawmakers in the month of July is when it's focused. So the bottom line, again, reaffirms that before any sanctions are lifted as part of a nuclear deal with Iran, they need a vote in the Congress since they are imposed by lawmakers. But there would not be sort of a Yes, we'll vote yes on this deal, or no, we'll vote against it, or anything like that. It was unanimous in the committee, and I would assume it'll get more than a veto-proof margin on the floor of the House and Senate. And the White House, I think, somewhat reluctantly said today that they would go ahead and approve it. Uh, Interesting, because they had been threatening a veto, right? Yes. Some changes were made that took out a few things that they didn't like. And in the end, um, you know, I'm sure there'll be some Republicans that wanted more, but this certainly allows the congress to again force its way into this debate and again say hey you're not going to get rid of these economic sanctions unless we say you can well wow. all right let's go back to the campaign a little bit so hillary uh is off she took her luxury
0: van did you hear about the van she took out i did yes uh what it's a called an explorer is it a ford scooby-doo express yes is what they're calling this thing do you know what you want me to tell you what uh, beautiful amenities that it has It's got a nice chest, I heard that. It's got a nice chest for the beer, which is pretty cool. It's been outfitted with all the top amenities, and it's called the Scooby-Doo Express, I guess. And it is a limited edition Chevrolet Express van, upfitted with a limited SE, packed with Explorer vans. Very luxurious, said the salesman who helped deliver this vehicle. Uh, Ranked up there with the very best. Uh, Let's see, gray leather interior, heated seats in case... uh, You know, the bottoms get colder, the people in the van. 29-inch Samsung television, Blu-ray, DVD player. Uh, It's got an ice chest, two front seats. Uh, Let's see, which might, who wrote that? Uh, The Weekly Standard, I think, wrote that. The middle chair swivels has quick release. It also has a bed. There's a power sofa in there as well. If others want to sleep in the rear of the vehicle, that converts into a bed. Uh, Let's see. It's not exactly great for the environment. It's not good with gas mileage. That's a is problem. it like 18 miles a gallon or something like that? Well, they say 16. Okay, all right. At right, no. 16, that means it's 10. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if you buy a car, you, they always say some, what it is, but it never is that in real life. Have you noticed that?
1: Uh, yes, I have noticed that. The um, only
0: car that got the mileage that was somewhat close was my Escalade Hybrid. Do you ever try that? I have not been in one of those, no. All right, now we discovered two two million of Hillary Clinton's Twitter followers are fake or never tweet— Uh, And she's
1: under fire for buying fake Facebook fans. Have you seen that? The fake Facebook fans? I think the fake Twitter stuff is really interesting because I guess it affects a lot of people, that there's a lot of these sort of uh, uh, Twitter accounts that just follow people but don't do anything. I'm not sure what, what it's all about or what's behind it. But yeah, I think that's that's not just it's not just Hillary Clinton. It's a lot of different things that are out there, from what I understand. Uh, she's wrapped up, I think, by looking at some of the reports from on the ground out there. She's wrapped up her first event out in, I think it's Monticello, uh, Iowa. I said Monticello earlier today. I think it's actually pronounced Monticello, which is a small town, to the northeast of Cedar Rapids, southwest of Dubuque, if I remember correctly, in the eastern part of Iowa. There were a few questions asked by reporters, but it didn't sound like they got much in the way of any uh, insight or anything from the candidate who was out for her first event today. Did you by chance see uh, uh, jumping over to New Hampshire? Did you see what uh, was proposed today by Governor Christie? on the uh, on the election front today by any chance. I, I did
0: not. I didn't know he was still thinking of running.
1: Uh, yes, he's not only still thinking of running, but he's out there laying down markers on things. He said today, the governor did, that the age of eligibility for Medicare and Social Security should be pushed back for future retirees. And he wants to, this is the way it's written, to cut off benefits in the future for retirees who have annual incomes of $200,000 or more. Mm-hmm. So uh, pushing his plan to rein in entitlement spending there in Manchester, New Hampshire you today. know, since
0: he's been governor, the state of New Jersey has been downgraded eight times.
1: You don't sound like you're on board for Christie for no, uh, 2016. Just, I, how do you overcome that? One statistic, that to me is pretty devastating, don't you think? Uh, uh, Listen, uh, it's a great metric to use stuff like that because when it works in your favor, you're going to tout it all the time. When it doesn't, it's going to come back and be thrown in your face. So I would think here's how the ad is going to go.
0: Chris Christie, governor, New Jersey, downgraded. And then give the date. Downgraded. And give the date. Downgraded. Give the date.
1: And you do that eight times, it's going to be a pretty devastating ad. So he is out there in New Hampshire again. I know a lot of people think that he's he just was giving, giving up. up yeah. But maybe he's still going to think about whether or not he's going to uh, uh, going to run. We'll just have to see. But at this point in time, he's still uh, following through in those motions. Uh, Marco Rubio, who we saw yesterday, will be back out on the trail. He'll be doing fundraisers on Thursday in New York and Boston, I think, was the way I understood the schedules they laid it out. And then he'll be in New Hampshire, along with most of the candidates, actually, this weekend. Rubio will be there Friday. Friday, there's a whole host of candidates that'll be in new hampshire this weekend
0: clinton will spend thirty seven dollars and ninety two cents for every single vote if in fact they hit their fundraising goal of two point five billion dollars
1: i i some I, I sort of think sean that actually uh we may see somebody go over a figure like that, that is I, I think insane. That, i think the figure's just going to keep going i mean look when you've declared now and i'm not saying she's early or anything but You've got over 18 months before Election Day. It would seem to me that $2.5 billion might be a little on the low side. Wow. Uh, the Clinton campaign is livid with Comrade de Blasio. He
0: was on Meet the Press this weekend, and he said it's way too early to endorse any candidate. And apparently the Clinton people are really furious about this, which kind of fits into the
1: narrative uh, about Hillary being a very angry individual behind the scenes. Look, I, in a serious uh, note, I, I do think that the uh, the Clinton people are going to find that they're probably going to run into this on a number of levels uh, at various times, because there probably will be Democrats, some of them big fish, some of them small fish, who will say, you know what, uh, while I, uh, I like the idea of Hillary running, I'm not ready to support or not ready to endorse, or I'd like to hear what she says. And just because of who she is and the place that she sort of occupies in the hierarchy of the Democratic Party, I think we're going to see more of those kind of reactions. And, you know, the Clinton people are well known for when somebody doesn't sort of follow in the way that they want them to to act to come down on them hard. And I don't think this will be the last time that we see something like that, especially as we grow closer to maybe to Iowa. I just still think that along the way – there's going to be some effort to draft somebody or push somebody in, or you know, have a last minute well vote against Hillary or something like that. It it, it doesn't seem logical to think, Sean, that she's just going to cruise the whole way. There'll be. A I few think days. O'Malley's getting in, and if he doesn't get in,
0: I think Lincoln Chafee will get in. I think the one that she most fears is probably Elizabeth Warren.
1: Well, sure. I don't think O'Malley really worries them that much, and certainly Lincoln Chafee does not. uh, But Elizabeth Warren, if she were to start acting like it, yeah, that could be somewhat of a big deal. Yeah. But so far, she keeps saying that, no, she's not interested. Unbelievable. All right, so what else is going on there today? Uh, We had more veto threats just issued in the last few minutes by the White House, uh, uh, issuing a veto threat against a Republican bill that would repeal uh, it, death taxes, as they're called, estate taxes, also another bill that would make permanent a deduction for state sales taxes, you know, and what is it, seven states, I think, don't have their own income tax, and so people there... have been allowed on a temporary year-to-year basis in recent years to deduct state sales taxes that they've paid. This Republican bill would make that permanent. The White House saying that both of those plans would be vetoed. A quick uh, tabulation, that is 23 veto threats so far issued just this year, basically in the last three months by the White House. Two actual vetoes have been uh, done by the president so far. Also in the last hour, the Obama administration has taken Cuba off the list of state sponsors of terrorism that coming after that weekend meeting between the president and Raul Castro.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then Castro, in that very same meeting, actually said, oh, the
1: United States has been oppressing Cuba for all of these years. And I don't uh, think you're going to hear in an any end to that kind of rhetoric. It didn't sound to me like, from what Castro said down at that meeting uh, uh, this weekend, that there's going to be any let-up in that kind of rhetoric against the U.S. It was almost as if... Uh, the, the, the Cuban simply said to the U.S., yeah, you can start normalizing relations with us, but we're still going to attack you as uh, the great Yankee and, you know, in a sense, the yeah. uh, Western Hemisphere's, hemispheres uh, problem more than anything else.
0: Well, so, long, so much for the Monroe Doctrine. I guess that's all done and buried by the Obama Doctrine. All right, uh, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Jamie, good to talk to you. We'll uh, talk again soon. And it was good to see you yesterday. Great even to see you yesterday, too, Sean. He, you know what I figured out? I just came to just on to me. You, in front of all your liberal journalist friends, you didn't want to act like you knew me. Now it makes oh, yeah, sense. Yeah, that
1: was it. Yeah, that was really whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So
0: you were there in the back of the room with all the other press people.
1: And I was, and I was sort of off s- in the corner where I'd set myself up. I was able to use one of these newfangled gizmos to uh, broadcast live to my no, station. So you're
0: hanging out with the liberal media, and you didn't want to walk over and say hi to me because I didn't see you over there because that was a very crowded area. We had our own little separate, you know, Hannity pen set up. And, and so you didn't want to come over because then they would know that we're friends and you wouldn't want to admit that publicly.
1: I'd be more than happy to walk over. I'm on the air every day with you. It's sort of hard not to admit that, huh? Uh, yeah, that's true. All right, Jamie, you're a good man. <laughs> See you, Sean. 800
0: is on. You know, you got to give Jamie a hard time. He, he was really hanging out over there where all the press people were. Well, that room was 110 degrees. I wrote that on Twitter last night. It was brutal. And apparently the air condition had broke. And then Rubio, to his credit, unlike Hillary, actually went out and said hi to the people that couldn't get in. And then that's when he came in and he was sweating in the first segment. I felt bad for him. I'm like, oh, man, but we didn't have time. Hey, I want to give you five reasons why you can use LegalZoom.com for your business. They're reliable. They're experienced. They have helpful support, legal advice, and there's no surprises now, what I mean by reliability is more than a million people have already trusted LegalZoom to start their business. So if you want to incorporate, form an LLC, a nonprofit, DBA, LegalZoom can help you get started the right way. Their experiences they've been helping business owners with legal challenges for more than a decade. You can count on them for all the details. As their support goes, they have the right people on hand to answer your questions, all based in the U.S. And their legal advice, since they're not a law firm, They have built a network of attorneys, independent, available in most states. They can give advice on the best way to get started and go over contracts and everything else. And there's no surprises with their pricing. They're transparent, and they offer 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to LegalZoom.com today. Mention my name, Hannity, and you'll save even more money. LegalZoom.com. John Hannity. News 95.5. And AM 750. WSB.